And we're live. I don't have a mark on my face. Yeah. And I upset Sonny Lister, and I just turned 22 years old. I must be the greatest. Right. I told the world I talk to God every day. If God's with me, can't nobody be against me, Sonny. I took the world. I'm the real God. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Cassius. I am the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. I'm pretty. Hold it, you're not that pretty. man, man. moment uh, with my man Darnell and uh, this is D. Wells. I just want to remind everybody to go to realsportsguys.com. We got some new stuff on there, some new um, uh, material. Make sure you catch uh, catch us there. Um, you can catch up. Uh, we have a feed uh, to our social media. You can see some of the new episodes that have been dropped. Um, we have a new blog that got posted today, a really good one. Um, uh, putting a different twist on uh, what happened with this free agency, who really won uh, in free agency. It's a really interesting um, uh, piece done by uh, one of our guest contributors, uh, our man Alex Polo Polakowski um, uh, from Square, uh, uh, from, uh, uh, gave us a, a really good perspective. So check that out if you go to realsportsguys.com. I'm going to hand it over to the youngin, uh, my man, Darnell Kirkland, Jr. What's up, Darnell? Take on over, baby. All right, man. Action um, is going good on this end. Um, boxing is starting to pick up. It looks like it's going to start picking up real, real soon. And uh, one thing that's intriguing me is the, this Canelo situation with the zone. And um, to give you guys a little background, um, Canelo, he, um, after, after um, his last fight, he had Charlo as the um his like mandatory like, they didn't really call it but his that was mandatory for like last year or so, maybe a couple maybe even a couple of years. The WBC made up the belt called the franchise belt because um and pretty much what it is is they they script them without scripting them pretty much is because it's um it's a way for them to do what they needed to do without necessarily embarrassing Canelo. So they gave him a different kind of um, recognition. They called him some kind of franchise champion, which is pretty much a secondary belt. that can't be one or lost in the ring. So if that's confusing people, that's pretty much what's going on. But um, with that happening, because we all know unification trumps mandatory as far as the um, sanctioning bodies are um, concerned. So he must have told the WBC that he wasn't going to fight Andre and he wasn't going to fight Charlo. But um, moving forward, a lot of reasons are coming up. Canelo was offered um, he was offered um, to fight Kovalev. I think he offered Kovalev a fight. He offered um, Calvin Smith a fight. He offered um, Demetrius Andre, and he offered Jaime Mendia, the 154-pounder. Um, and DeZong... The top, the, our topic today is Zone. They came back and said, um, "All right, we're approving two names. You can only approve on. Um, you can fight either Triple G or you can fight Sergey Kovalev." Which, I think, like I didn't know them necessarily that Zone had this power, but um, seeing that they do, 
I'm going to ask you, is Zone pushing back on Canelo? I guess they really, I guess they are. That's what it looks like. You know, that's what, something I wanted to talk about today. Um, because yeah, Canelo is usually the guy pushing people around. Yeah. Well, but but, look, but that, that, that was, no, yeah, I, I would say this. That only works when, uh, I mean, when they're writing the kind of check they write, they have the right to push back. You know, they gave him a lot of money to uh, to be part of this, and I think that comes along with some responsibility when you're cutting that kind of check. And I mean, this is this is all guaranteed money. So, you know, look, you look at a ten fight deal worth at least what three hundred fifty million dollars. Like, like when you put that kind of money out, you're gonna dictate a little bit about who you're gonna fight. And I think as you and I talked about offline, they're even in a more precarious position because their two cash cows they were building up, um, you know, was going to be uh, Canelo and then Joshua, right? Now Joshua's off the picture, so now you're losing one big, another big fish that you know, you got to figure out how to get him back in in a way to draw. So now you're down to Canelo. So they're going to really be strategic about who they want you to fight at this point. They want you to fight somebody who's going to draw interest, but they also want to limit the risk. I think the the, the trap in this is Kovalev because I think, you know, people, um, you, you know, they, they um, I don't think people have forgotten how dangerous he can be. And, you know, he's on his comeback trail, and, yeah, he's a little older, and Canelo likes to catch him a little bit older, but uh, I think that Kovalev fight is trapped. And so, and so they might back him into something. But, I mean, a lot of this has to do with the fact that they, they got $350 million invested in him, and they got to keep him in the game long enough for them to begin to make that money work for them. All right, so I got a question for you. So um, we all know that Sergey Kovalev is an ESPN fighter, top-ranked fighter. And um, Demetrius Andrade is a DeJong fighter. So why would DeJong – why would the zone um, approve a fight with Sergey Kovalev, who is not affiliated with affiliated with him, and block an opportunity for a fighter that that is under the uh, label that is a champion in his own weight class and Demetrius Andre? Why would this happen? Because he's dangerous. Again, that's the cash cow. <laughs> like right now, they down. If you think about where they are in their whole business plan and development and their launch platform, you know they were planning to have. Joshua and Canelo is that one-two punch driving this, right? That went out the window with the loss to right. uh, to Ruiz, and so now you got him. And so Andres, you know, is is a dangerous fighter. Now you he wins, yeah, he's on your team, but he don't have to draw that Canelo has. You know what I'm saying? So so that fight could happen. He wins, but he, you know, Canelo fills stadiums. Canelo can drive the the the. The prescription, the subscription, uh, for 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 the zone, and so you know, I, I think you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about, and so you will you willing to cross over with someone you think, you know, Canelo's a great body puncher, is someone who is against Andre Ward, suffered from and showed how vulnerable he was to body punch blows, so they you know they figure Canelo could do what Andre did, which I think is fool's goal. Because if you watch the fight closely, Andre was willing to walk through stuff to do that. Not to say Canelo's not tough, but he, you know, he did something to get to that point. And there's a risk when you get into that zone. 
with with Kovalev. You get into that that presidential uh, fire zone. You got to walk through that to get to his body. So that, I think that's the reason why they're doing it, just from the outside looking in. Right, he's really short, but um, some in some instances, in a lot of instances, when you're going in with a guy that's um, that much shorter than you, um, even though it can be at a dis- it can be a, a disadvantage because you you have to eat a lot of shots coming in. But um, in some, in most instances, taller guys like that, they tend to struggle with guys that are shorter because um, the angles are different. I'm not used to hitting people that are that Canelo is only like five seven, five eight. And we saw with Ruiz and Joshua, we saw with Mike Tyson and a lot of his fights. If you can't necessarily land that jab, he starts flipping the jab and flipping the punches that um, you're trying to throw from the outside, and he gets inside, it can be a problem. And um, that's one thing I think um, that they see. And like we said earlier, the body punches, Canelo has great head movement. We saw with the Danny Jacobs fight. Danny Jacobs was not able to land a lot of punches on the outside. He had to. He had to get to the inside to even land on Canelo. So um, that um, that could be a problem in the Kovalev fight, and that's something I think that they see. But um, one thing I like to touch on with Andre is um, even if Andre were to beat Canelo, uh, you would have the rematch on the zone. You could possibly have a, a trilogy on the zone, and that could that could bring even more interest into the zone having. A trilogy with Demetrius and Andre, and, and also if Demetrius Andre beats Canelo, I don't know if that necessarily kills Canelo's name. It would also it would bring up Demetrius Andre's name, and um, with it bringing up Demetrius Andre's name, they want to see if Canelo could get it back, and that could bring a lot more viewers to the zone. So I don't know if that necessarily would be a bad idea to have this fight, but I understand what you're saying as far as the business model goes. So. Um, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I don't. And, and I would, I, I would add, me personally, I would add, yeah. I, I, I would add that, um, you know, I don't think that they're against setting that fight. I think they want to, you know, a lot of these guys are like, you know, you want to build more momentum to that fight. So you get a Kovalev victory, maybe you get Andres against another top opponent. Now you build that fight up. You know, maybe that's a fight you do, uh, you know, you know, uh, next, you know, next May. You know, what I'm saying you know, when he fights his ex, so. Uh, fight there, or, you know what I'm saying? So it, um, uh, you build that for some type of spring fight where you can really build momentum towards it with both of them getting, you know, victories over, you know, solid opponents. Now you build the momentum to that in the spring. So I, they might not be opposed to it. I think they want to build some momentum and really cash in on that fight. And then if it ends up being a trilogy, you can come back in September and then fight again and in the next April, you know. And so that could be you know, part of the part of the strategy, but I think whatever they're doing, they're trying to link that up with leveraging his brand to really push those subscriptions for the streaming service. And um, that that really was what happened. But in my opinion, um, I think Canelo is on his way to leaving the weight class. I think he's going to move up because one thing we saw, I think I sent you the link earlier about the um, about um, the IBF. They ordered the mandatory with um, Sergey Derevchenko. So if um, Canelo doesn't fight him next, then he's going to be stripped. So he is going to only be left with the WBA title, and then pretty much the whole division is going to be um, spread apart. So um, 
But I think Canelo might take another page. But I think Canelo might take another page out of Mayweather's book. There was a, a certain point where Mayweather didn't really care about the belt. He already knew that he was the attraction. Let me build the fights I want to build. The belts are at the end of the day, everybody knows I'm great. And so Canelo might be in that mode where you know he might get to a point where you know forget the belts. Let me just create build these fights because at the end of the day, everybody will believe I'm the best. And so he might get to a point where like let me just get the best fights I can get regardless of the belts, because at the end of the day, I'm the attraction. So he might be turning a corner on that and not and getting out of politics and just setting the fights. He, you know, again, I think he learned a lot from his fight with Mayweather, and he saw how strategic Mayweather was in terms of setting fights, building, building towards those fights, and building on his own timeline. And I, I see so much more of uh, kind of Mayweather strategy and what Canelo is doing. You know, he might be – not really caring about whether or not those belts are there or not. I got them. People know I want them. People know I'm the people champ. I'll just fight the fights that I'm ready to fight. Right. So, yeah, uh, I agree with you. He um, mm-hmm. is probably, he probably was, he, he probably is the face of boxing. We saw him win the Essence for the, um, for um, best boxer in um, the world, the best ESPN. So, we know. So everybody's got an opinion on who's the best, but that's who um, they have at the face of boxing. But um, a lot of people say it's Wilder. A lot of people say it's well, never mind. He's between them two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Canelo's gonna have it. But at the same time, uh, the zone kind of um, there's one thing with the zone. It's an app. I think we went over this before. So like the app, um, they're not they're not necessarily tuning in the viewership. That other people, that other like avenues are pulling in, so I don't know how that's gonna help or hurt his um his um name going forward. He's gonna always have um his fan base in Mexico, but um even in America too. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm rambling wrong at this point. But uh, <laughs> let's let's go to the next topic, man. Uh, we you got we got um to the next topic. Yeah, we got to we got to get to the next topic, man. So, but um, the youngin, the youngin, um, Shakur Stevenson, he's making his um, I believe this is his first time headlining a um a card. This is going to be on ESPN regular ESPN this Saturday, the thirteenth. And what's interesting about this is they're having a lot of trouble finding an opponent for him right now for this homecoming fight. Um, every it seems like every time I look it up to see uh, to look at the fight and at the preview to the fight, there's a different name. There are at least <laughs> seven or eight opponents have uh, pulled out of this fight. It's ridiculous. Like um, I don't know who he's fighting yet. I gotta look at it again. But uh, I heard after this fight, he's probably gonna get a title shot with um, Oscar Valdez. And at uh, 126, and that'll be interesting. I think he'll win that fight pretty handily because Shakur Stevenson, I know he's young. He's getting into his man strength, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's only about 20 years old, maybe 20, 21. But he's an excellent boxer, excellent balance, great, great pedigree. He has the right people around him, the right people teaching him. And I think he's going to come out victorious. And on top of that, I got a pic. Um, I saw a picture with him and Crawford 
And that dude is huge for a um for a featherweight. I think he's pretty big for that division, so he's not gonna necessarily run up against um the issue of all oh, he's um he's still young so he doesn't have his cut yet. He's gonna be strong enough to handle the guys over there. So um him and Oscar Valdez would be an interesting fight for me. So what do you think about um Shakur Stevenson having his first card? Well, I think, you know, that's the natural progression for him. Um, I think he's fighting uh, Guerra, Guerra, um, and uh, – I don't know who that uh, is. Yeah, so, I, you know, they, they had to put somebody in front of him. But I think that's just – I think that's a natural um, evolution of a fighter like him, particularly a young fighter like that, that has been very impressive. Um, you know, you have to find that um, second, third tier kind of – Journeyman is going to put up a great fight, exciting fight, be in there with them. Um, because many of those fighters who have something to lose are going to be a little reluctant to get in with him and get that loss. The fighter he's fighting right now is, you know, 27 wins, four losses, 12 KOs. Doesn't feel like he's bringing a lot of power. Um, Mexican fighter. Um, challenge for the WBC Battleweight Championship um, um, uh, in 2013, uh, but losses. Um, in a KO in the ninth round, so has been in there with world class fighters, but so I think it'll be a good look for him. Again, just another person who's going to come to fight um, until he gets that 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 legitimate title shot. He just you know and you know and being able to you know um, you know be in a position to, to understand what it means to head a card, be part of the promotional piece. There's so much that you also have to do in this day and age with young fighters as they're, they're growing, to get them to know how to be the lead dog on the card. You know, we're going to talk about Keith Thurman. Um, I mean, you know, this is a guy who understands what it means about promotion. Um, so there's so many aspects of this other than just training when you are the, 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 the headline of a card. You know, so even just getting him into the process of being the headline on ESPN and knowing how to drive people to the fight, there's a lot for him to continue to learn, even though he has, you know, uh, elite boxing skills. So I think there's so much to this that most of the average fight fan doesn't really pay attention to that if you're trying to build somebody for the long run, um, it's, it's these kind of moves, and you're going to have a certain point where it's going to be hard to find opponents because of just the skill level he's producing. But at the same time, he's getting the opportunity to, to really understand, you know, you're going to be part of that final ring walk of the night that everybody is coming to do. You're going to be the person where, you know, uh, you know where you know the seats are going to be filled when you come in. You're like everybody's there sitting waiting. People are ringside. So just learning how to deal with all of that. Um, you're the last one to be. You know that they're going to bring in for the way in. You know all these things I think are part of the process that people like Floyd um, can do in their sleep. Canelo can do in their sleep, but they weren't always there. And and this is part of that process. Yeah. So I'm looking at his box record right now and. Um... I'm feeling like Charles Barkley right now. I don't know anything about Angola, but Angola's in trouble. So Hugo, oh, so Hugo, my bad. Um, but um, Alberto Guerrero, the um, his his uh, Guerrero, his Guerrero, I'm sorry, his uh, his opponent for um Saturday. His last fight, he lost to uh, Hugo Ruiz, and if you remember Hugo Ruiz, Hugo Ruiz was was the late replacement. That fought that just fought on um, Javante Davis and mm. got absolutely destroyed in one round. So 
and he lost it, and this guy lost to him in the last fight. So mm. this is going to be, I think it's going to be a breeze because um, just seeing the way he handled, the way Shakur Stevenson handled Christopher Diaz, because Christopher Diaz out of the amateurs, he was supposed to be the next day smoking as far as the Puerto, as far as the Puerto Rican um, fighters. He was supposed to be one of the next guys up. So, like, um, him proving to me that he could beat a guy on that level, I don't think I, I know for sure, I know for sure this guy's not on this level. So I, I think this should be a fairly easy fight. It's going to be agreed. So um, one fight that I don't think is going to be that easy is um, the fight that's coming on next week: Keith Thurman versus Manny, the Pac-Man Pacquiao. So. Um, Looking at all these Facebook videos and videos on YouTube and services, um, Keith Thurman seems to be very confident. He um, he's talking a lot of trash. Do you think any of this is getting to Manny Pacquiao's head, or do you think this is just fuel for the fire? I, I just think it's fuel for the fire. Uh, you know, Manny seasoned. Um, you know, I, Manny's guys to definitely respect as a young buck coming with speed, power, quickness. Um, you know, um, you know, I, I think that Keith has got to, you know, Keith understands promotion. Um, you know, I think deep down he has respect for Manny, but he knows that this is an important t- corner for him to turn on his journey back. Uh, but he's never been one short of words. He's going to promote. Um, and he was clowning him. Yeah, you know, he said he, you know, he said he had, uh, what did he say? <laughs> about his arms, the way he was fighting. Uh, uh, yeah, he got T Rex on Tyrannosaurus Rex arm or something. What did he say? Something like that. <laughs> the way he was yeah, he said he got T Rex arm. Yeah, so um <laughs> uh, yeah, so he that's one of the things that he um uh so I, I think that's just part of who he's gonna be and what he's gonna try and get done. So I, I would say um you know, they're all gonna play a role, but like you said, this is one that's gonna hard to predict. Because you never know which man is gonna show up. Is it gonna be the father time Manny? Or is it going to be the man that we've seen in a recent fight? Um, and you don't know what um, – and we know that, um, you know, from watching uh, Keith Thurman's most recent fight that, you know, he can be clipped. And, you know, Manny can throw. So this is going to be – you know, I think it's going to be a great fight, and um, it, it's not going to be easy. Yeah, and you know my boys fighting on the undercard. We got um, Caleb Plant versus Mike yeah. Lee. And um, Caleb Plant goes style on him. That's my boy. He, can't, he he was one of the um, like smoothest boxers in the game today. Uh, I'm very looking forward to seeing like a uh, a future possible fight with him and David Benavidez. I think that'll be a great fight. But uh, yeah, uh, we got Keith Thurman and Pacquiao, and yeah, um, you were right about that. Um, and we we're talking about how they didn't have um a lot of drug testing a, a week or so ago. And um, a month before the fight, a few, a few weeks ago, they they just added um, um, drug testing. I think it was some kind of – I think they're using some kind of um, outside agency. It's not Exotic, it's not Exotic, it's something else. But um, maybe right, I look back at it, and since Keith Thurman called himself one time, I think he's going to have to stop uh, – he's going to have to let that name go because I, I thought last time – um, Keith Thurman knocked somebody out. Colin Kaepernick was just coming off the Super Bowl run when he lost to uh, Ray Lewis, when Ray Lewis had his last run. 
That's a joke. That's a halfway joke. That's actually serious. His last his last knockout was in 2013, and wow. um, that and that playoff was 2012. So, yeah, Obama was in office, and the world was a completely different place. I was a sophomore. I was a junior in high school. <laughs> He might, he, it might take, he might be one time, but it's one time for everybody. Anybody can get knocked out in the sport of boxing. But he, his power of something that you, you see it within fights, but um, I don't know if it necessarily has carried over to the high level competition as far as power goes. And Manny Pacquiao almost, not the same thing because Manny Pacquiao has knocked out a lot of guys in his prime. But um, ever since 2009, he really hasn't knocked anybody out. He knocked um, Matisse out, but Matisse is a known quitter. So, uh, <laughs> but so, so um, you maybe you're right. Maybe you have to look at both of them. Yeah, they might have cycled on and cycled off. But um, did you see that video? I, I, I think I forgot to send it. I think I forgot to send it to you. But um, Keith Thurman said. Keith Thurman said, I'm not interested in fighting Terrence Crawford at all. He literally said it. Like, uh, that's not like, um, that's not a paraphrasing or anything like that. He he said that verbatim. He said, I'm not interested in fighting Terrence Crawford. He said, they could maybe be interested in fighting him. He did like a little money sign. <laughs> but he said, I'm not interested in um, fighting him. He, he, he got to fight somebody else. I'm like, wait a minute. Come on, man. Everybody went blank. Um, Terrence Crawford said he was moving up. Everybody saying he got to get a belt first. He got a belt. And then they say he got to fight somebody, and nobody wants to fight him. Then they fight Amir Khan. And then um, he's left fighting guys like Amir Khan, Igis Kavaloskis, Jeff Hall, um, I mean, Jose Benavidez. He got to get a fight, but... um. That's kind of thing with this um, cold war between top ranked and PBC. Seems like everybody's at uh top ranked PBC at the welterweight division. You got the heavyweight. I mean, you got middleweight division with PBC and the zone. It's all over the place. But um, you got any more topics you want to talk about? No, I, I you think you know. You, you hit on it. I, I, I'm, uh, we we want to get close. I, you know, I just want you to make sure you. You let the listeners know that you know you're gonna be in the house for a fight coming up here pretty soon, right? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I will be in attendance after Javante St. Davis versus his mandatory. I don't know his name. I forgot. I forgot who he's fighting, but I will be there. So if anybody wants to um, holler at me, I'll be there. I'll be in Baltimore. It should be fun. I've never been to a fight before. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and well, I, I think that'll do it today. Okay, yeah, I'll let you I'll let you close it out, the elder statesman. Well, hey man, I I I just want to say <laughs> we've come a long way, entire. You now you you out here about to go in here and uh, check out your fighter too. So we're looking forward to getting the report back uh, live for you while you're out there. Again, you know, uh, go to realsportsguys.com and. Check out stuff. Uh, we're about to also get the youngin to post a blog. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, good un- um, insights into the world of boxing that we want to get down on wax. And so, um, you know, make sure you follow him and give him your give him your your Twitter. We're gonna get you. The RSG. Oh man, it's um, 
RZ. Oh man, I think it's RZ Kirkland. Just just look up Darnell Kirkland, and you should find me pretty easy. I'm wearing the Miami Hurricanes hoodie, playing the saxophone with a step back, turn backwards. You know all my itchy stuff, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yep, R and D, R and D is on the move. It's the movement. My name's Darnell. My name's Darnell. It's Devon, and we out. That's right.